0: Hello and welcome to Intrepid Heroes Spotlight. With me today is Mark Wolcott, who will talk about his character, Koshti Mark, can you describe your character for us?
1: Yes, I can. Uh, Koshti is a Vesk, uh, which means he is a very large humanoid reptilian. Uh, he stands seven foot two and a very burly guy. He's uh, very strong. Um. He's a, a soldier, specifically he's a, a mercenary, um, and has the bombard fighting class. So he uh, he really enjoys throwing grenades and blowing things up. Uh, it's one of the great loves of his life.
0: Uh, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about what his life was like before he, he joined up with this uh, band of misfits here on the Sun? Okay. Okay. Um,
1: well, he, uh, he grew up on Vesk Prime The, uh, the home world of the Vesk um, Very much a citizen of the Vescarium Empire And uh, typical in a lot of ways of, of someone of his culture um, He uh, has decided to leave home because he uh, has fallen in love with a woman she, They are in love and, uh, But she has a much higher social status than he is so he uh, has gone off to seek glory and his fortune so that he can rise to a high enough status within his culture that, uh, that he can marry her.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, he did join the Vesk military, but uh, got kicked out after uh, a bit of a, a dust-up. He, uh, he blew some things up that he wasn't supposed to, and uh, they kicked him out. So he has gone on to, uh, to make his fortune as a mercenary.
0: Hmm. Hmm. And and how are things are going so far for him in terms of uh, reaching his goal of honor?
1: Um. Fairly well, I think. Um. Considering it's only been a very short time, really. But uh, yeah, he's he's had a couple of big successes that I think will really move the needle. Um. And working hard to try to communicate to those back home, the ones that it will actually affect. Um. So he, uh, yeah, he, I think it's going well.
0: Yeah. And so you've been writing a series of letters home to your parents. Is that a typical, uh, Vesque kind of thing to do, or is this something that you're doing specifically because you're trying to, to build up your honor?
1: I believe it is a typical Vesk thing to do, although it certainly won't hurt, uh, as far as the, uh, the other goal, um. And his letters are going to be encompassing other people as well. Uh, the first ones have been to his parents. Um, I tried to keep all of those consistently to that to the the parental group, uh, just because I, I felt like they kind of went together. It, it actually is more like a letter that's been written in chunks, uh, because it really only encompasses a couple of hours. <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah. Quite frankly. Uh, yeah so he's, he's jotting down little bits during the the 10 minute rests we've been taking and things like that uh, so those will all go kind of together as a as a longer letter um, to his parents and then we're gonna start taking on some some letters to uh, his fiance uh, maybe some other people that are important in his life
0: mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And when you're, when you're writing these letters, are you just trying to capture what's happening or are you trying to make sense of it? You know, what, what for you is a player, what is the purpose behind you writing these letters home for Gil
1: Well, as a player, um, this really gets me into his head, uh, in a way that nothing else I've ever tried does. Um, it forces me to think about how he thinks about things. Um, and, and gives me an opportunity to sit down and look at what actually happened and how does he think about that? And what does he feel about that? And to put that into writing and it gives me uh, an opportunity also to communicate that to the GM, you. you um, and hopefully that can be incorporated as part of the, uh, the story as well sometime down the line. Mm-hmm.
0: Has there been anything that you have seen on reflection that is taken on a different perspective once you've gone back and thought about it and written about it compared to when you are actually in it.
1: Yeah, there's a few things, uh, a few, yeah, not, not real major ones, but there's, there's been a few minor ones. Um, um, as a, for instance, he, uh, as I've sat down and thought about it, I've realized that as a mercenary, um, it actually matters to him a fair bit that he gets paid for his work. This is literally his profession, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it matters to him that the people he's working for value what he's done enough to actually show that with paying him. And for a little while there in the, in the early episodes, uh, the Deep Cultures Institute was a little cavalier about receiving his professional services free of charge, mm-hmm. and it started to really annoy him. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, mm-hmm. just about the time that was going to come to a head, they started coming across with some coin, so uh, that didn't didn't really blow up, but it, it could have.
0: Interesting. And what would your reaction be? I mean, would you say, you know what, no more freebies? I'm going somewhere else, or yeah, okay, yeah. okay.
1: Um, <laughs> which, obviously, that's that's what the character would do, and as a player, that's a little problematic because I don't actually want to leave the game. Uh, so. Yes, yeah, some, somehow figuring out how to force a confrontation on that that doesn't result in me having to get a new character um, mm-hmm. is is a little tricky. But I, I think I could have figured out a way to do
0: it. Hey, can you talk a little bit about your interactions, you know, Julekashi's interactions with the other characters in the party, too?
1: Sure. Um well, let's start with Raz, because uh, Raz is an older friend uh, for Julakashti. He was also in the military with him, um, and they they formed a friendship there and learned how to work together and depend on each other in that context. And when he got kicked out, uh, the base commander basically told Raz to escort me off the base. And Raz has been escorting me off the base ever since. <laughs> Uh, which, uh, which is very amusing and so uh, he's, he's got a longer standing relationship with Raz everybody else he's met much more recently um, he's already come to respect Caholo's uh, prowess in battle mm-hmm. um, and learning a little bit about what a Solarian is uh, Salarians are not really that much a thing in the Viscarium at least my interpretation um, so he's never encountered one before and he's still learning what that is and what that means so he's learning a bit about Sislarians through Koholo um, definitely likes having whiskey around as a, as a healer and, and someone who can support um, and then there's Scooch and Scooch is first of all Scooch is uh, formerly a, a star of his own show and uh, Gillikoshi hasn't wanted to let on, but he's actually been a big fan of the show.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yes, interesting. <laughs> uh,
1: he doesn't. He doesn't want it to get weird
0: mm-hmm. by mm-hmm.
1: by being a total fanboy. But the fact of the matter is, he's watched all nine seasons.
0: Oh, now uh, I think Scooch oh, might find this out now, and that may change the dynamic a little might, <laughs> bit. It might.
1: It um, might. But you know, the other thing with Scooch is. Um, While Julakashti is very much uh, a lawful character and somebody who who values order um, and uh, hierarchies and things like that, Scooch is very much a chaotic character. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so while Julakashti really likes Scooch and also has a little bit of a fanboy thing going with him, some of the things Scooch does drives him crazy. (laughs) And so we're going to have to figure out a way to... To deal with that at some point too, because Scooch is the one who's always opening the doors when we're not ready and charging on ahead. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of tried a little bit to uh, to channel that in a positive direction by having Scooch scout ahead, things like that. But it's mm-hmm. not always. It has worked to some extent, uh, rather well. But uh, it's it's also not always worked. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so what would your preference be rather than having Scooch go forward and open all the doors, what approach do you prefer?
1: Um, well, I, I definitely do like to be out in front to, uh, to take the brunt of whatever happens on be on the other side of that door. So hmm. uh, I, I've definitely been a, a one to come and open the door myself. Um, but as long as Scooch waits until we're ready... And then we can all kind of respond t- together as a unit, because mm-hmm. um, again, this is how Julikashi would like to approach things. We're a unit, and you know, this our unit is going to move forward and and take the objective and conquer the the thing, whatever it is. And Scooch occasionally just gets bored and goes wandering off <laughs> to find whatever is out there. Right, and right. We're not we're not all together. So, yeah, so the. I would be perfectly fine for him to go and open doors as long as we're ready for him to do that. But sometimes that doesn't happen.
0: So it's more like the timing rather than the action itself. Yeah. 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 So um, you mentioned that you're, uh, uh, that Jill Klosti is a a bombard build. Can you talk us through that build concept a little bit?
1: Sure. Um, The bombard really is kind of about uh, hitting multiple targets uh, at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, to begin with, that primarily happens through grenades. Um, as you get further into the build, it's going to be other weapons as well. Um, so you know, initially, like for instance, I just get uh, I can make a grenade with uh, for ten minutes, or a, a, as part of a, a ten-minute action, and my the range on my grenades is uh, considerably longer. Um, I get an extra twenty feet, basically, of, mm-hmm. uh, range increment.
0: So based on your strength, right? It's
1: based on my strength, yes. Five feet for each point of strength bonus that I have. Mm -hmm. And he's a pretty strong guy. He's got a plus four to his strength. Um, In fact, most most of the bonuses and things that I get as a bombard are strength-based. At fifth level, which is where I'm I'm just getting to now, I'm going to be able to add strength bonus to some of the ranged uh, weapons that I can use. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. things things that explode things with the full automatic uh, ability and unwieldy weapons. So some of your heavy weapons and things Mm -hmm. like that, um, as a full round action, I'll literally be able to add my strength bonus to those damages as well. Mm
0: -hmm. So Mm -hmm.
1: that's going to start making those kinds of weapons more attractive to him as well.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And of course, the other thing that goes along with being a strength based character is he can get into melee and mix it up very effectively. Um, He's, uh, he's a big fan of the, uh, the traditional Vesk weapon, the Doshko. Um, he also has a great love for um, the unarmed martial arts technique that, uh, that the Vesk learn. Um, and you've been seeing him use that more and more frequently, especially as uh, the flame Doshko has not been effective against certain creatures that we've been encountering.
0: Yeah, who'd have thought that creatures on the sun would have some sort of fire resistance?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's been happening a lot. Lately, <laughs> yeah, uh, including one one special incident in which an entire crit went completely to waste because I forgot that that creature was immune to fire, and I apologize for my coarse language. <laughs>
0: uh, yes, did you uh, did you listen to that uh, that episode? I just put that up. I did, I yeah. did,
1: <laughs> and uh, I, I think you you muted my feed, but my. My word went through on somebody else's mic as well. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so you can hear what I say if you listen closely. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I got a little overwrought and used a bad word.
0: Well, it, it's kind of um, it, it's kind of sad to waste a crit like that. I mean, oh, it, it hurt. Yeah, and, but and you've and- also had an unarmed crit where you took out two creatures with the same punch, though. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, that's
1: true. Um, yeah, more than anything, I was mad at myself because. <laughs> I, we didn't create, counter that creature type before I mm-hmm. ought to have known. And, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I, I was mad at me.
0: Mm-hmm. So where do you see Juli going with a build as we go forward? I mean, we're going to go all the way up to hopefully level 13 mm-hmm. at the end of this adventure path. Yeah. And then if we, if we pick up the devastation arc, we might actually go to 20.
1: Oof, that'd be exciting.
0: Yeah. I, I think that would be really cool.
1: Yeah. Um, this is a, this is a difficult question because I sort of had a, a map of where I was going, and then somebody generously complicated my life by gifting me the uh, the character operations manual uh, <laughs> and threw a lot more options in my path. And uh, so now I'm I'm having to kind of redecide how to do certain things. Um, the character operations manual, for instance, uh, gave me. Th- no less than three brand new feats that I want to take. Um, and, uh, so, and, you know, more stuff, you know, more weapons and, and all kinds of things. So, um, for this, so,
0: yeah? so where were you thinking of going? And then what, what is it? The, the character operations manual changed about that, I guess.
1: Well, um, I was going to go much more barehanded combat, actually. Mm-hmm. I was about to take the, uh, Uh, the unarmed strike feat, Mm -hmm. uh, which would give me a better damage dice for, uh, for my unarmed attacks. I've already got some really sweet bonuses to damage with those attacks, but the, the damage die at one D three, right? Pretty small. Uh, so with that feat, I would get a D six damage die. Uh, it would actually make my unarmed strikes slightly better than the Doshko,
0: Um,
1: and I was just going to go that direction. um, but then I've got all these grenade feats, and I've got oh yeah,
0: the ricochet.
1: Ricochet <laughs> is absolutely on my list. Mm-hmm. There's also two feats that will increase the uh, uh, the save DC right against right. my grenades, which has been uh, rather low uh, up till now, and and really could use the boost.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I went ahead and took uh, cook grenade as mm-hmm. uh, as my feat at fifth level. Um, which is uh which is fun it will it basically what you do is you pull the pin and then you hang onto the grenade for a c- couple of extra seconds so that your enemy has less time to react to it right right the, the save dc goes up by 2 but if you roll a natural 1 it goes off in your square
0: ah very yeah. good that's that's interesting consequence on that yeah
1: mm, yeah there's a trade off there's a trade off there's there's a risk involved so uh but uh, i'm willing to do that so
0: now, do you think by the time we get to the end of this AP mm-hmm. that Julio will have earned enough honor for the hand of his beloved?
1: Well, I I certainly hope so. I I, I believe that uh, he's, you know, well-placed. I wouldn't stick around if I didn't think that he was, was going to be <laughs> able to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, we've, we've had a couple of big wins uh, already. Um Taking over the uh, the Asana Town, uh, you know, basically kicking out the uh, the Sunrise Collective at Asana Town uh, was definitely a big win. Um, some of the bigger creatures that we've taken out uh, will play well back home. Um,
0: well, you have something really big coming up, so
1: uh, well, that doesn't, doesn't surprise me.
0: Yes, I mean, by the end of this, I think Jill costi will be galaxy famous for a lot of things. Excellent. Yes.
1: That is good news. Um, So, yeah, he's, uh, and of course he's, like I said, he's he's trying to uh, make sure that these victories get communicated back home. Uh, You'll see him take a selfie with a a dead beastie, (laughs) uh, or he'll take trophies, Mm -hmm. things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, When it's possible, he's actually going to be setting up a video camera to record battles, things like that, just to kind of help spread the fame back home.
0: Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, Mark, thanks so much for joining us today on our spotlight on Julio Costi. And we're hoping to meet all our players here um, once a week and then starting rotating through again shortly after that to see what's changed, you know, in month to month. Sure. All right. Well, thanks again. And we'll we'll see you at Game Time Wednesday.
1: Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure.